Hey everyone, welcome back into the BT Powerhouse podcast. As always, my name is Thomas Bendit. I am the host of the podcast as well as manager of BT Powerhouse, and we are continuing on with our season preview series. I think we're down to the last team or two, and we've saved the best for last, at least according to last year's Big Ten standings, and that's Michigan State. The Spartans put together a Big Ten regular season championship run last year, hoping to replicate that this time around. And to help break down the Spartans, we have Kevin Knight on, who writes for our site, but also writes for The Only Colors, which is the Michigan State SB Nation blog. Kevin, how's it going? Uh, Not too bad. I'm definitely not going to disagree with you there when you said saving the best for last, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, at least according to the last couple of years, that's how it's been in East Lansing uh, for the Spartans here on, on the basketball court. But um, setting up for a fun year and let, let's just start, you know, overall, you know, general thoughts last season. I, I think most Spartan fans would agree that the team probably, even though it won the big 10 title, it really didn't live up to the hype during the regular season. I mean, the ranked preseason number one, it felt like it took a couple of months for them to come together. They were playing very well at the end of the season. Who knows what would have happened after that, obviously, with COVID canceling the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. But what are your general thoughts on last season for Michigan State and sort of how that transitions into this year? Yeah, I mean, I think um, first and foremost on the hype going into the season versus the results, particularly early on, it was, uh, I I think, a season of adversity um, would be the best maybe arguably cliche to use, but I mean, just right off the bat, Cassius Winston's brother in a a tragic event down at Albion um, certainly set the tone for the season in in a large way for what the Spartans had to face against. Um, And then Dwayne Stevens' uh, um, son had uh, heart issues. Dwayne Stevens is the longtime assistant coach for Tom Izzo. Um, His dad had, or I'm sorry, his, his son had health issues. He was gone for, uh, at least uh, the three-game losing stretch in uh, January, I believe it was. He was gone for all of that, um, dealing with issues with his son's health. And then right after the season ended, um, you know, the way it did with COVID, uh, and and then later on he also lost his father to COVID-19 as well. So, I mean, it just the whole season all the way through was just a, a struggle, uh, to say the least in, in a large way. And I, I also forgot, uh, obviously, um, Joshua Langford going down, yeah. um, or not, not going down, but rather being ruled out, uh, right during kind of the beginning of the season in terms of, uh, fall practice and whatnot. So I, I understand their struggles. Um, I, I think a lot of Spartan fans um, can put that into perspective. It, not necessarily something that I think a lot of other people around the country knew about as well, unless you were clued into to Spartan Nation. But um, yeah, they still managed to rally at the end and, and play like we all hoped they would. But um, yeah, it, they didn't live up to the hype right from the get go. But I think it was certainly understandable why to a, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of that certainly uh, pans out and the Langford injury was was really disappointing i know for east lansing and it you know it it took a while to replace a lot of those departing seniors but um obviously it it did come together at the end there michigan state earns a share of the big 10 title along with um wisconsin and um oh my gosh why am i forgetting this off the the top of my head 
Maryland. Yes, Maryland. First Big Ten title ever. I should remember this. Um, Too many season previews here. Um, But, uh, yeah, so big season last year, coming into what figures to be a really unusual season, certainly with COVID and the fanless arenas and everything that is set to go along with it. But what are the biggest departures that Michigan State has um, coming off of last year? And then conversely, um, who are the biggest additions that you're looking at here for the Spartans coming into this year? Yeah, I mean, top of the head immediately, Cassius Winston is an obvious uh, huge loss for the Spartans. Um, Last season, he led the team with 18.6 points per game and 5.9 assists. Uh, Obviously a um, phenomenal player. Uh, Mm -hmm. Probably arguably once in a lifetime uh, type of um, generational player in terms of his ability to read the floor and feed the ball to where it needs to go. Um, last season, he broke Mateen Cleaves all time, big 10 record for uh, career assists. So um, it, big, big shoes to fill in, in terms of that, but also gone is the second leading scorer, Xavier Tillman, um, who left a year early for the NBA draft. Uh, he also was, as I said, second leading scorer, 13.7 points per game. And led the team in rebounds at 10.3. So, I mean, both guys are are just an incredible amount of production to replace in in terms of that. Um, yeah, they, they'll have to come up with something. But uh, replacing them, though, um, in in terms of freshmen at least of of excitement, AJ Hoggard is a, a pretty big name uh, guard. And um, let's see, I'm. And then uh, Maddie Sissoko is the other uh, big name freshman, uh, fairly small class, more or less. But I mean, it, as mm-hmm. we just covered, there were only two departures. So uh, both of those guys will be uh, pretty exciting. Although uh, Hoggard had just came out the other day. He will be out for at least two weeks due to, uh, I believe this is meniscus. Um, they had to do a, a scope surgery. So he's going to be out for a little while while he recovers from that. It's going to be huge because he's a freshman and he's losing a lot of early reps um, when you get a lot of things thrown at you. Uh, so I think that will definitely put him at a disadvantage. But uh, Sissoko should be interesting. He's a 6'9", 235-pound center. He's a freshman. He's a skinny guy. He, he's got some some time ahead of him to put on some weight, so I don't think we'll see too much time from him. Um, the other guy that I want to highlight uh, who will be new to the court, though not new to the team, is redshirt junior transfer Joey Hauser, um, who is a pretty good, uh, kind of versatile 3-4 player, small forward, could play the four, um, but he is a transfer out of Marquette who had to sit out last season and is uh, somebody that the Spartans are extremely excited to see this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the departures are, you really can't undersell it with Winston. I mean, he was a Big Ten Player of the Year award winner in his career, and certainly that's a really prestigious honor, and he certainly deserved it. I think he had all Big Ten status, I want to say, every year of his career as a freshman. I think he made the freshman team. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but certainly the last three years of his career was at a very, very high level. Um, and as you mentioned, um, you know, arguably the best player of the decade for Michigan State, maybe longer. So big, big shoes to fill there in the backcourt. And then Tillman up front, 
another guy who's going to get picked probably in the first round of the NBA draft, um, at worst at the very top of the second round. So very, very talented big man. Losing two guys like that, it's a big hit. Um, the good news, as you mentioned, a lot of guys back. And I really like Hauser coming in as the transfer. I Unfortunately for Michigan State, he didn't get that waiver last year, so he had to sit out. But this year, I, I think he's going to be able to take a much bigger role now that Winston's not taking up so much of the offense. I know Spartan fans certainly would have liked to see them play together, but Hauser, I think, is a really undersold piece in the Big Ten this year just because he sat out last year and a lot of people have forgotten about him. But he's he's the biggest one. Um, none of the recruits I'm super crazy about coming in. Um, they look like guys who are probably going to take a year or two before they really start rolling um, for the Spartans. But I really like Hauser. I think he's going to play early. And the nice thing is, is there's so much returning depth that you're really not going to have to depend on the the young guys at all. So really nice spot for Michigan State to be in. So we've talked a little bit about last season, about where things are for the program, who's coming in, who's coming out. Um, what are you the most optimistic about for Michigan State this year? And then on the other side, what are you the most worried about? Um, I think first and foremost, the uh, depth at in the backcourt, uh, specifically at the two and three position. Um, I think Michigan State has some of the uh, most talented depth uh, in those positions that they've had uh, maybe ever under Coach Izzo at this point. Um, you know, you've got Aaron Henry, you've got Rocket Watts, you've got uh, Gabe Brown, um, let's see, uh, Jack Hoiberg's now on scholarship too. It might see more time. You've got Joshua Langford, supposedly healthy. Um, just a phenomenal list of guys uh, and talent in, in those two positions. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of... Uh, universal scoring threats in in those spots um what i'm worried about a little bit is replacing the production from tillman and more specifically or more importantly rather uh replacing winston is going to be the difficult part it's unclear right now whether rocket watts is going to transition from the shooting guard to the point guard role or whether foster lawyer is going to finally have his time to shine as the point guard um, after coming in as Mr. Basketball as a freshman and mostly uh, riding the bench for the most part behind Cassius Winston for the first two years in his career. Uh, Coach Izzo's talked very highly of him throughout fall camp and uh, the beginning of practices here, um, rather. And uh, he is a team captain this season. Um, but again, Rocket Watts has also spent a ton of time working on his ball handling and is somebody else who is um, certainly going to see time as a point guard and and just seeing who exactly it is that's going to try to fill in the shoes for Winston as best they can in their own way. Um, I, I think that's going to be the linchpin for whether or not the Spartans are able to repeat as the uh, fourth straight title here for the regular season conference title, or, you know, if they're just going to be uh, uh, back in the middle of the pack for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think for me, you know, I, I like the experience. I like the depth. Um, of course, you know, you have Langford and Watts likely to start in the backcourt. Both of those guys have a ton of experience, a lot of mileage under them. Langford's been out for a while, which certainly isn't um, the greatest. But uh, you have two guys there with a lot of experience. And then, I mean, you still got Brown. You still got Henry. You got Hauser. That, there's just so many nice pieces across the lineup. Um, a lot of different combinations, and you got 
you know, six, seven, maybe even eight deep, which is not something you see every day in today's Big Ten. So that's a great spot to be in. I like the depth. I like the diversity. I, I think the two things that I'm kind of concerned about is, um, first off, I say I feel like I say this all the time on these preview podcasts, but um, you know who's going to elevate? Who's going to be the star level first team All Big Ten guy? Because I think Michigan State needs that if they're going to, as you mentioned, repeat and win another Big Ten title here. I think they need somebody to elevate. They got a few options. You know, Henry is a guy who has NBA potential. Um, Langford was a really really productive player before he went down with injury a couple of years back, and Hauser. To me, Hauser, I think, has the the most star potential on the team for this season. So there are some options there, but we don't really know right now. You know, Henry struggled with consistency. Brown has. Langford has his injury issues. You know, what is he going to look like when he comes back? I'm not sure. And Watts certainly has not put it all together yet, as you mentioned, you know, working on a lot of stuff this offseason. So fans are going to hope he does. So that that's the first thing, you know, who's going to elevate to that next level. And then the front court. I'm I'm curious on how that is going to shake out. Do you think Hauser's going to play at the five, or I mean, are they going to rotate Kithier with him? How do you see that shaking out for Michigan State this year? Yeah, I I'm not sure that we'll see Hauser go to the five position very yeah. often. I I think if we see small ball lineups from the opponent, I I'd probably err on the side of expecting Hauser to go up uh, against uh, the center and whatnot. But I. Mm. I just don't know necessarily say facing Iowa and Luca Garza. I I'm not sure that we should expect too much time from him at the five, unless guys like Kithier, Bingham, and whatnot are are really in foul trouble. Um, he's just, he he's a good stretch guy, but he's not necessarily a guy that you want to have playing center most of the time, or or really more than sparingly, rather um, as much as possible. In in my opinion, at least. I agree that that was my impression, but I just wanted to, I know you're more, you know, down on the ground with Michigan state day to day. So I was curious on, on your thoughts there. Yeah. I don't think he's going to play much at the five and, you know, Tillman obviously was, was fantastic there last year, but you know, there's a big question on how are the guys going to do this year? Because I, I mean, Bingham has been up and down. Um, Kithier has been okay. Um, You know, I, great kid you know i remember i scouted him when he was in high school still uh you know rooting for him you know great kid but um i i don't see a a top-notch guy there who's going to stop as you mentioned garza or cookburn or uh, all of these uh lengthy list of great big men in the big 10 this year so that to me looks like a potential red spot for michigan state so to me i'm looking you know who's going to emerge as a star level contributor first team second team all big 10 guy and then secondly, you know, what's going to happen at that five spot more over the front court in general. But otherwise, a lot of depth, um, a lot of different pieces to work with. So I, I think you got to be excited there. Um, but with that, um, I, I did want to move on to a question I always like to ask. And I think this year it, it's very appropriate with Michigan State with Winston walking out the deer, the deer, the door. Um, who do you think is going to be Michigan State's top player this year, I mentioned a couple of potential candidates there, but if you have to pick one um, today, who are you picking? Um, I think right now, if I had to pick somebody myself, I would lean Aaron Henry. Um, I, okay. I certainly think Joey Hauser might uh, end up exploding on the scene. Um, Langford, maybe uh, if he 
is actually back to 100%, um, like he's being talked about being close to. And and Watts certainly might also end up um, – because he, he also actually struggled early last season with a lingering injury from – uh, his high school days and eventually had to sit a couple games, um, but kind of exploded towards the end of the season. So presuming he doesn't have a sophomore slump, but I, I know I'm supposed to pick one guy and I just named four. <laughs> um, but I, I'm most confident about Henry because I think um, as we saw his freshman year down the stretch in the NCAA tournament, he he really broke out. And during his sophomore season, at times, he just was not at all focused. He he was very hesitant at times, yet he still ended up managing 10 points per game over the course of the season and scored double digits in, I think it was six of his seven games down the stretch. So, I mean, he he's a extremely explosive player. He can definitely drive it to the rim when he wants to, and he's focused on the game. And he became just a lockdown defender on the perimeter, which is still important. I mean, he, he still needs to produce on the offensive end. But, I mean, Izzo yeah. teams always rely on defense first um, to, to a certain degree. So I, I think Henry um, knows what he did wrong last season. I think he got a lot of feedback from NBA scouts. And uh, Coach Izzo just raved about him going into the season um, in terms of his focus on uh, cutting down his turnovers and focusing on his shot. So I think... I think he's going to be a guy who uh, just takes it to the next level this season as he becomes an upperclassman. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that hits on, you know, sort of what I was talking about, which is I don't think you have that clear cut guy where it's, you know, it's obviously last year it was Winston. It was very clear going into the year, he was going to be the best player. And if somebody beat him out, it was going to be pretty surprising. And this year, I don't think there is, you know, I, I would pick Hauser. Um, I mentioned why I'm I'm pretty high on him, but yeah, it could be Henry, it could be Langford, it could be Watts. I mean, there's a lot of different guys here who could surprise and impress. And you know, on the one hand, that's a really nice thing for Michigan State. On the other hand, you know, we'll see. They they might run into that syndrome a little bit where they got a lot of mouths to feed and only one ball. Um, moreover, how are they going to fit together? There's going to be a lot of those things uh, to work on. The nice thing is, is a lot of these guys have spent a lot of time together. You know, Hauser sitting out last year. He's gotten to play with these guys. Um, Langford certainly has had time rehabbing to to get back. So should be interesting to see. But um, next, yeah, the next thing I, I usually like to talk about on these previews is the schedule. Um, unfortunately, we as we record this podcast, we still don't have the schedule. Michigan State has a, a couple more games than I think most teams do officially announced. Um, as far as what we have, what do you make of the schedule for, for the Spartans? Any other thoughts as far as the slate goes? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be a Spartan fan if I didn't complain about the fact that it sounds like Michigan State for the Champions Classic is playing at Duke, which makes no sense whatsoever. Um, it. <laughs> We've now played at Duke under Coach Izzo three times to there twice. And otherwise, it's always been neutral court, either in the Champions Classic or the NCAA tournament. Um, last season, they played at Michigan State in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, this year, we were set to take on Duke in Indianapolis for the uh, Champions Classic. It initially was moved to Orlando when they were talking about an Orlando bubble. Now it's reportedly being played in Indianapolis for Kansas versus Kentucky, but yet Michigan State is supposedly moving or uh, playing in Cameron Indoor 
stadium down in in North Carolina for who knows what reason although I will admit the Duke schedule did come out and didn't list anything about where the court was it said TBD for location um, but John Rothstein did report that it was uh, confirmed and just not announced last week yeah. I believe it was that it would be played at Duke so I I don't understand that I mean okay fine so it's if so I can't imagine it won't be an empty arena but I mean, still, they get to shoot on their home baskets and we have to travel to North Carolina. That makes no sense over co- under COVID-19 guidelines um, by any means, especially <laughs> since Coach Izzo is currently with COVID-19 and in isolation uh, with a mild cough. And we certainly, in, uh, uh, for all the fans of that school in East Lansing, we, we certainly wish him a, a speedy recovery. Um, besides that, we also will host Notre Dame in East Lansing for the first regular season a uh, non-pairing related event. So not not the Big Ten ACC challenge or um, anything like that. Uh, yeah. It will be the first time that our um, traditional rival on the gridiron is coming back to East Lansing since 1967, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, and that one actually okay. should be a pretty interesting game. I think state fans are pretty excited about that. Uh, other potential schools that we might face, um, there's been talk about uh, Michigan State's annual rivalry game with Oakland. Um, we'd certainly, li- I, I know the school would like to keep that alive. Um, Coaches always likes playing uh, the uh, the the Bears um, or the the Grizzlies rather. Uh, so I, I think we should probably expect to see that one when the schedule comes out. Uh, it should be out either tomorrow or Friday is the goal. Um, Beyond that, not sure what else we'll see in terms of um, any non-conference opponents. It, it's not going to be the traditional um, play anybody anywhere, anytime type of schedule that Coach Uzo has. And I think that's going to be to Michigan State detriment because it, to a certain degree, you always see Coach Uzo kind of sacrifice. I mean, I, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm making excuses for us losing big games early in season, but it, there's a certain level of willingness to to take on tough opponents in a way that uh, coaches O likes to see what his guys can do early on, give them the challenge, you know, set them up for failure. So that way they can grow. Obviously Mm -hmm. we all prefer them to win. And that's not to say like, Oh yeah, we only lose because we schedule tough teams. We're supposed to be good, (laughs) a good team too, by any means, but there's a method to the madness as well though. And, and it'll be interesting seeing that lack of, early season challenges for a Spartan squad that I think we're going to end up having um, with just the inability to schedule teams as easily because of COVID-19 and, and the coronavirus pandemic. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how we get through that uh, w- without more gains. That I guess that's what I'll speculate on a little bit more than, than the opponents. Um, but the two games that we do know about, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting the game at Virginia, aren't I? Um, the yep, Big Ten yep. ACC Challenge. Um, that one will be interesting. The Hauser brothers will face each other. Uh, Michigan State, um, I, I personally loved um, facing off against Virginia in the NCAA tournament the last few times that we've been. <laughs> uh, personal story, I'm, I'm going to uh, reference one of my favorite times, though. Uh, back in 2014, for a, a work event, I was at a uh, congressional PAC fundraiser for a weekend trip. Mm-hmm. And the congressman, um, his his daughter was a Michigan student, but uh, he represented a district in Virginia, and his two sons were uh, Virginia Cavalier students, and they were all 
the sons were there and they were all dressed up in Virginia gear for the opening dinner of the weekend um, in this bar basement. Um, we're all there. And as soon as the dinner ends, the game's on and I get to sit there and watch <laughs> in my MSU gear as I'm rooting for state. And I'm like one one of two people there rooting for MSU and like everybody else is sucking up the congressman rooting for Virginia. And it, <laughs> it was just so much fun as we proceeded to beat them in the sweet 16. Uh, luckily most of them were gone by the time the Sunday <laughs> game wrapped up against UConn, but uh, man, I, I hope that uh, obviously I can't watch it in, in that setting again this year, but um, I, I hope we beat, uh, Virginia. It, I, I think um, MSU fans couldn't have hoped for a uh, more fun pairing in that one, and it, it should be an interesting game regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, should be fun. Hopefully, it, it's going to be weird because those teams play at like such different paces most of the time. So that's why it's always such a, a fun matchup to see uh, Michigan State and Virginia face off. I was going to mention, too, about that Duke game uh, that, you know, Michigan State didn't fare as well last year when it was in East Lansing. So maybe the change of venue will will help the Spartans. We'll see. But um, from what I understand, the reason why that game is being moved separate is because the conferences have different COVID protocols and they basically want to separate the teams as much as possible. So they want two playing in one location, two playing in another. Um, how true that is, I don't know, but that is what my understanding is. Um, and obviously they have to pick somewhere, somewhere to do it. But so that should be interesting. You know, Duke, Virginia, both national title contenders on a yearly basis. So both of those will be big games. Notre Dame down a little bit, but as you mentioned, some rivalry feelings there, you know, pretty local matchup. So that should add a little flavor to it. And, you know, you bring up a good point, you know, Michigan state is known for having a really tough non-conference schedule. Um, I think some of that sometimes gets a little overblown, but certainly they go out and try to schedule difficult games, whether the teams are actually good that they end up with is a different story, but certainly they go out and try to make an effort to play tough opponents in tough locations. And this is a year where they may only get one or two of those. And the other part too is I think a lot of teams are used to these long breaks where, you know, you get a week, two weeks where you maybe you play one game or two games and usually it's against a body bag you can just beat up on. And I don't, we haven't seen the schedules yet, but I have a feeling there's going to be a little less of that. So it will be interesting to see how, teams like Michigan State respond um, to maybe a tightened, compressed schedule. Again, we don't know how it's going to look. We're just speculating at this time, and and we'll see. The last thing I was going to add for the schedule, though, is I do think Michigan State is going to be at a disadvantage due to the limited attendance issues. Um, As my understanding today is there are going to be no fans in the Big Ten, that may change at some point, you know, we'll see. I mean, there's talk of a vaccine, so who knows what's going to happen over the next week, couple of weeks and months. But as of now, um, the arenas are going to be empty. Michigan State's known as having a great home crowd um, advantage on a nightly basis and certainly those big time Big Ten matchups. So that'll be disappointing for Spartan fans, and I think it's something that um, it certainly is going to affect Michigan State a little bit more than, say, your average team out there. So um, wanted to get that in. And then, of, of course, too, you mentioned, I was going to mention it at the end of the podcast, but, yeah, certainly everybody wishes Tom Izzo the best 
in his recovery and generally everybody who has who has COVID-19 it's it's popping up again in the U.S. here uh, pretty prevalent it's very the numbers are going uh through the roof so it's it's disappointing to see you know we wish everybody the best but um back to basketball though um starting lineup um you've talked a little bit about it you know how things might move around do you have a projection for the starting lineup for Michigan State this year um, I'm not super, uh, confident in, in my guess, but I think, um, man, it, it, it's a tough one to try and guess. I, I think we're going to see Foster Lawyer, uh, start the season at the point guard position. Um, the two position, it's a real toss up, whether it's going to be Josh Langford or Rocket Watts. Um, I think it's going to depend on how healthy Langford is. If he really is as uh, close to hundred percent as it's made out to be in, uh, kind of the preseason media interviews. I think we end up seeing the uh, God was he yeah, fifth, fifth year senior um, get the start at at the two. Um, if he's not, then I think we're going to see Rocket Watts. Uh, Aaron Henry's obviously going to start at the three, though. That one um, I'm most confident on. Uh, mm-hmm. Four position, we'll probably see Joey Hauser, and the five. It's a real question mark. Um, maybe Marcus Bingham. Um, Bingham's still a little on the light side for for a center, but it did look like he's added quite a bit of muscle during the offseason. So I think at this point, if I had to guess, I'm I'm gonna say it'll be uh Bingham down low in the five playing the center position for now. Um, but I'm not super confident on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my projection, I, I think it's gonna be Watts and Langford in the backcourt. I think Henry is going to start on the wing at the three. I think Hauser's going to be at the four. And then I would pick Bingham, but it, it's going to be pretty even until he proves himself a little bit more. You know, he you can tell he has the raw skill set there. It's just it hasn't all come together yet. He needs to get a little bit better at understanding the rotations on defense and a little more physical down low. If he can do that, though, he could be a nice a nice center there. So that's how I see it. Um, the only thing I, I think you could put out there is, you know, we got to see sort of how Josh Langford looks. That's a question mark. Everything I've heard, though, is, is pretty positive. So you would presume he he could start, but should be a, a really experienced lineup. I mean, I think everybody in there is a upperclassman except Watts. So that's a great spot to be in. I don't know if there's too many teams out there this year um, that are in a similar situation. So good news for the Spartans. But with that, um, let's get to everybody's favorite section here, season predictions. Uh, what are your general predictions here for Michigan State? Assuming we have a postseason, um, where do they end up? Yeah, um, I mean, if, if if we can find a reliable point guard to replace Winston, I think there's enough depth here uh, that Michigan State should be in the conversation as a Final Four team. That's not to say that they will be a Final Four team, but I think that they'll have the talent and the results on the court to be in the conversation as an obvious uh, you know team that that could easily make a run there. Um, I I think last season with the way that they were playing down the stretch is when they would have been in the conversation as a national title contender. Um, this year, at at best, if they can replace Winston then we're going to see a uh, potential Final Four contender. Um, if they can't find a solution for the point guard, then it's going to be more like second weekend at best, I, I think. And they're definitely not going to repeat as, yet again, um, getting a banner to hang for Big Ten Conference uh, title. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm not sure beyond that. I mean, since we don't have the schedule out, I, I can't exactly yeah. pick a, a number on that. But um, yeah, it, it'll be presuming COVID doesn't cancel any games um, and they get a full 20 conference game schedule. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, going to be a bloodbath in the, the Big Ten this year, um, conference schedule-wise, I'm sure, no matter who ends up getting the home-and-homes. Um, you know, Penn, Penn State certainly helps with the mausoleum that is Bryce Jordan Arena. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm not sure. I, I think we should uh, we should reasonably expect a minimum of 15 wins out of this team, anything less than that. And I think that they really uh, disappointed themselves and, and fans and, and the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Michigan State is going to be right there in the general Big Ten picture. I mean, as you mentioned, it, it's really hard to pick a record or an exact position. This was a – I mean, when I was doing my general projections here for this season, it was really hard because you don't know what the schedule is. You don't know how things are going to shape up. Who knows? One of your best players gets COVID and they're out for a month. You know, who knows? Um, I had Michigan State fourth in my – preseason Big Ten projections behind Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, ahead of Rutgers, Michigan, Purdue. But I think it's going to be tight. If if they get a few guys that overperform a little bit on expectations, they're going to be right there for the title. And, you know, it's going to be another Tom classic Tom Izzo year. The team's going to be really solid, and they're going to go into March with a chance to go deep. We'll see. I, I don't think they're – last year they were clearly the most talented and best team in the Big Ten. I don't think that is true this time around. I think they are probably third. If, pro- Yeah, I don't think they're any lower than third, but probably third in terms of raw talent in the league. And, you know, Izzo's a great coach. He'll get the most out of it, but um, they're not coming in as, as the huge favorites. But often that seems like the best time Izzo teams come in with without the huge expectations. So who knows? Who knows? We'll see. But uh, with that, Kevin, thanks for joining. We appreciate it. Um, if you can just let people first off know where they can check out your stuff. And then secondly, um, if you got any final thoughts here on Michigan state, the big 10 or anything else. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll reiterate. I, I think Michigan state is number three, um, raw talent wise. I, I think Wisconsin is obviously a, uh, better team when you add in all the components together for what we know of them now. But I think MSU has the greater roster in terms of talent. Um, so I, I just want to first off reiterate, I, I agree with you there at, at number three. Um, yeah, so for me, uh, you can certainly find me at BT Powerhouse. Um, I'm a writer there, but also at the only colors and coordination.com, uh, Twitter at Sparty on Huskers. Um, yeah, I, it'll be, it, it'll be a season certainly to remember, uh, in terms of uniqueness. I, I think that's the, the best thing I can say about 2020 is, um, I, I doubt we ever see anything quite like this again. Mm. I hope not. I hope not because <laughs> it has been a long year. But um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, again, keep checking out BT Powerhouse. We have tons of preseason preview content coming, player rankings, team rankings, uh, news. We just had AP All-American list up there. Tons of stuff. Check us out. We appreciate you listening. As always, my name is Thomas Bendit. You can follow me on Twitter at TBendit. Check out BT Powerhouse on Twitter, Facebook, etc. And we'll see you all next time.